Who sent you? I see a suit of armor around the world. Ultron. In the flesh. Or no, not yet. Not this Christmas. But I'm ready. I'm on mission. What mission? Peace in our time. Welcome back to A Stark Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) I still, I still, I still smile and laugh to myself in very quiet silence as you do that each and every time. Each and every time. 39 episodes deep. It's like hosting on like a newscast. (laughs) I got to put on my newscaster voice. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the podcast voice, as we like to call it. But, but yeah. hey, Di. Hi, Hello. Jeff. Hello. You <laughs> we, beat me to it. We're back. We're back. Yeah. And Mr. Man is sporting his Kith Amazing Spider-Man I bucket I was like, hat. I'm wearing just caps, like like regular like Dude, baseball caps. buckets are in. And I'm just like, oh, I'll wear the bucket hat today. <laughs> I like it. Does it does it actually reverse or is it? Oh, just, it's not reverse, but on the inside is the. That's cool. It's um. Oh, it's Todd McFarlane artwork too. There you go. Wow, <laughs> 90s Spider Man. Yeah, Can't beat it. Super cool. Super cool. I love it. Um, yeah. I mean, what should we do? should we just jump into the, like all the things Marvel? Right up you should, front. Because there's a lot of there big, big a lot like, of stuff. It's not that much, but it's like huge. For sure. Huge. News, yeah. Well, speaking of huge, I wanted to open with this notation about I don't know if you've ever heard about Disney Movie Insiders. Have you heard of that? Maybe in passing. Maybe. maybe gotten an email, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, well, the thing is, is that, you know, it, of course, it's all encompassing, all things Disney. Yeah. But it's one of these these services that they provide. It's kind of under the, the radar. Mm-hmm. But if every time you buy or see a movie that is under the Disney franchise, so including Star Wars and including Marvel yeah. um, Studios, you can log all your purchases and whatnot for, for points. It's a point system, basically. And so um, (laughs) I wanted to show this thing that I got in the mail today. This is not a a sponsored ad or anything. (laughs) I just really do love the app. And everything is technically free. It's just you're cashing in on buying their products. Got it. And so I received this amazing poster in the mail today. And I had to show you, Jeff, because it's just so cool. Oh, (laughs) I have no idea what it is. (laughs) I just see a box. It's a giant box. Oh my gosh. And it's a giant. Whoa! <laughs> Isn't that Holy cool? crap. It's a giant bus shelter poster of I Am Groot from the I Am Groot series on Disney Plus. That is the most high quality. High quality. Thing. Double-sided. Oh. Double-sided. So it's the reverse on the back, and you put it through a light screen or the bus shelter. Ah. Um, and it's supposed to promote their <laughs> Their stream. So I got that for free. That's where do you free. Even put that? I don't know where to put it. That's the problem. <laughs> it's gigantic. It's it's, it's, hu- it's, it's as big as this TV. Honestly, it's, it's humongous. It's humongous, but it's adorable and inco- incredible quality. I was gonna say exquisite yeah. quality, but incredible no, that quality. No, super like yeah. yeah, like that deserves a frame. Free <laughs> for free. 
start to finish. I was just like, I have like 2000 points. Mm. Might as well. And I kept scrolling the stuff and scrolling the stuff. And sometimes they have like bags or t-shirts or whatever, digital things. And then I saw that and I was like, hmm. 300 points, huh? 300? <laughs> yeah, wow. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty slim. Yeah. Depending on what it is. Like it's, you can get a looks DVD. Like a thousand or, point yeah. Item. I don't even think it, at most it was like 650, but that was it. <sighs> and I still crazy. have, I still have 1500 left over. Nice. Um, so now I have this gigantic crime group poster. <laughs> um, so if you haven't yet downloaded it, Disney movie insiders, very cool stuff. So yeah, let's get into nitty gritty. First and foremost, this is going to be a one-sided conversation, oh, well, yeah. but the Wakanda Forever final trailer <laughs> just dropped. <laughs> and of course, everybody asked me, like, did you watch it yet, Die? And I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah, but as soon as I woke up, because I was on a, I was on a work, 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 uh, work trip this past two, last two days. Yeah. And I remember waking up and checking Twitter as one does. Yes. And then I saw, boom, a new Wakanda Forever trailer. And I was like, yep. May I've watched it a little hungover, but I was just like, <laughs> on got, my phone, I was just like, oh. I gotta admit, I didn't expect another, I, it didn't even dawn on me that there was gonna be another trailer after the Comic-Con trailer that dropped. Cause but maybe that's the stuff that they showed at D23, I guess? Maybe, yeah. possibly. There, there was a lot of, there was a lot of things in there. Dang. <laughs> things are things were packed in. Yes. I will say that. Yeah, so for, for, the, for the people who don't, quite understand i did not watch it oh yeah and i'm not going to watch it because i, I, I was about to just like text die and be like die did you see that and i was just like <laughs> but i was i always remember how like before i watch before yeah. I, I want to talk things about them like are you gonna watch it and then she's most likely gonna be like yeah i'm not watching it and i was like okay <laughs> i want to be as pure as the guy <laughs> that saw that spider-man no way home trailer for the first time like i want to be that pure, sure I right mean, those, i'm gonna go yeah. in blind it's like it's like impossible <laughs> for me to like not yeah. Like you see it. So yeah. I was just like, it gets yeah. me hyped too, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks we'll super see. good. Yeah. Nam- Nam- Namor looks really good. The new BP suit looks amazing. Sick. It looks sick from the, from the small glance that I've seen of it. <laughs> and it was at D23 as well. Like they unveiled it at D23 and I like kind of, I didn't, I saw the, the unveiling video and I was like, no, 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 don't. Don't look. Yeah. And so, but I've seen parts of it. And so I'm like, wow. Yeah. Also, it the, looks just, incredible. Just like the scale of this movie too. Yeah. Um, looks massive. Yeah. You know, like Wakanda verse, um, like Namor's people. Mm-hmm. I'm botching it. I forget. Um, mm. And then, so it takes place like in Wakanda on, on, uh, underwater and yeah. then also goes like on land too. Like not that that's not Wakanda. Right. So it's like, and the movie's two hours and 41 minutes. <laughs> it's so wild. So who yeah. knows what they're going to pack in. And that's, that's kind of what I love about these, you know, not to trail off into black Panther land, but that's kind of what I love about Ryan Coogler's films so far is that they really do, you know, and we've said this before in that, they seem to focus so much on New York superhero movies in general, or, or, you know, comic book films, if you will. Yeah. They seem to focus on New York. Like it's nobody's business. Sometimes they'll go to LA. Sometimes they go to San, San Francisco, Francisco, Yeah. but it's always New York. And so with, with Ryan Coogler and, and you know, Wakanda, they not only transport you to a different continent, but they're also bringing you into all these different, you know, quote unquote yeah. worlds and different places. And now they're taking us underwater and doing something that we haven't quite seen in the Marvel universe we haven't, yet. Yes. And so yeah. that's what that's what really excites me because 
Did you watch Aquaman? Aquaman, I didn't. That was yes. one I didn't. I just, I think it just trailed off for yes. me. <laughs> In light of recent events, I'm probably yeah. just like, it's not, it's not, it's not on my watch yeah, list. Sure, sure. Yeah, like, I mean, I could definitely see the, some of the challenges, and some of these challenges are reflected in also um, one of the scenes that James Gunn did for Guardians of the Galaxy Part One, where. Gamora and, and Star-Lord were in space and so they filmed that underwater and so things like that so um, there are all these elements that I'm like hmm yeah. how did they do it especially with having a character like Namor uh, be such a big part of the film yeah and, and the so, people too are yeah. you know, they're all live underwater I'm sure yeah. yeah I can't wait to see it in like full I'm excited I'm super excited super duper yeah I'm super duper ready so yeah I got tickets for the fan event on the Thursday <laughs> and then opening night because nice. I need to see it in IMAX. Because that's the one thing. If it was El Capitan fan event with IMAX, checked all my boxes. I'm good. Yeah, but, but El Capitan doesn't not, do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they need to do a little upgrade over there. Um, and yeah, tickets are on sale. So if you haven't gotten them yet, go get you some Black Panther tickets. Um, She-Hulk is coming to an end in yep, two, in two weeks. Two, in two episodes, episodes worth. Yeah. yeah. So so the second to last episode will have aired by the time this episode drops. But we're finally <laughs> getting Daredevil. Oh yeah. In this episode, um, I Are can't we? wait to. I know. Are we? <laughs> They're like super fake out of all the, the Daredevil the fans are just like clenching their fists. I know. As I knew it. Like the minute that it, it was the retreat episode, the the wedding episode, I was like. Oh, she just played everybody. They get it. She gets it. <laughs> and then they did the retreat episode after that. I was like, oh. Oh, this is hilarious. I love this. I love so it a lot. So great. I love this. <laughs> so good. And, but I, I'm, in the back of my head, I'm like, I can't believe Daredevil's not here yet. So I know what it feels like. But I'm like, dude, this is, it's still so good that it's like, yeah. whatever. But by the, as well, you know, by the drop of this episode, Werewolf by Night will be streaming already. Yes. And I'm so sad that I don't get to go to that streaming at the, at Hollywood. At Hollywood Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. The Forever Cemetery. I have tickets too. But I, I have I'm tickets, like, yeah. But like, my body's like so just exhausted oh, really? right You're now. So go. we'll see. It'll be, it'll probably be a game time decision for me. I mean, WandaVision Halloween episode. I know, that's even like, oh, You might God. get something cool. It's a double feature. But yeah. then you gotta find parking and then you gotta pay for parking. Yeah, so we'll see. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, Maybe yeah, we can yeah. give some tickets away online yeah. <laughs> um and then last but not least deadpool three, three. trailer well not trailer announcement um and it, wolverine is finally coming into the mcu and it's that Hugh felt Jackman. Like a, that felt like a like a trick like as i was watching oh my I gosh 100 like, is this like a i was like is this real i was like there's no way this is real well my process my thought process and this is the funny thing because you texted it to me while i was at work and that's why i didn't see it immediately yes. right so i saw you texting me and i was like and then when you just shoot me a die i'm like <laughs> oh oh no what happened <laughs> and so i just saw ryan reynolds's face in the preview and i was like and then I like went onto my computer and I typed it in and I said it out loud. I was like, what is Ryan Reynolds up to now? <laughs> and I pulled it up and I was like, oh, I was like super excited. I was like, oh yeah, Deadpool. I forgot Deadpool wasn't even part of D23. Yeah. And then the big reveal at the very tail yeah. end of that, I was like, holy friggin' snick. They, with a like, date too. With the date. With a date. With the logo. Labor Day weekend The Marvel or Studios right? logo for yes. the first time over the Deadpool logo. Incredible. With Logan Incorporated, Wolverine Incorporated, and like, oh my God. We did it. We did it, guys. We did it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's 
Insane. Phenomenal. Like he's Insane. obviously not the first mutant, let alone first X-Man to be introduced into the the MCU, but what a way to do it. Like they just brought back the big man. I know. Yeah, and I love that they were like they did that follow-up video of like by the way, Logan's still happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, like don't worry. He's, he's dead. It's fine. One. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's totally different. Love yeah, it. and also it takes place in a different time frame. Like, yeah, that's yeah. supposed to be like 2083 or something, whatever yeah. it was. But yeah, it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, it's we get Hugh so, Jackman back for another movie. I'm so excited just yeah. to see even a, like a smidge of whatever teasers they, they yeah get. seriously um i mean it's super duper exciting and it looks like he's gonna be well at least deadpool will be back or actually f- featured in his black and gray which is an x-force outfit mm. and that run and i was talking to robbie about this the other week actually that that run of x-force is honestly one of my favorites it's probably i want to say 2010s and it consisted of I could I'm not, I'm gonna botch everybody who was on that team. I think it's Wolverine, Deadpool, Psylocke, Warpath or Thunderbird. I always forget Thunderbird's dead. I think it's Warpath. He's one of the bigger uh, Native American guys. Yeah, freaking incredible. Um, uh, no, I want to see. Uh, I forgot his name. His face is in my brain. But it's it's like a great team. Great writing, a little darker, but that black and gray, gray Wolverine suit. suit, they almost match. <laughs> it's like so ah. sick. And I kind of hope that they put him in that. Yeah. Amazing. Can't wait to see what story Super they, stoked. Yeah. They do. In it to win it, baby. So yeah, in about two years, we're going to be blessed not only with the Thunderbolts, but oh, then know. right after that, Deadpool 3. So that's going to be fun. So... That said, shall we get into it? Let's do it. All right, guys. You know, we're not experts. We don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. Um, so, yeah, let's jump into today's uh, featured character. We haven't we haven't gone onto the dark side in quite a bit here. So this one's a, a kind of a refreshing take um, away from the, the general superheroes we've been covering lately. But yeah. today's character study is on the one and only Man of Iron, Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> you thought, you thought <laughs> she said man of iron you thought <laughs> um and yeah so Ultra, yes and this is an interesting one because he's only been in the mcu like a, a stone in the pond like he didn't really make this gigantic effort on 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 the mcu as a whole and in mm-hmm. effect but like he he did leave a mark of sorts and so yes. in one film <laughs> In one film. Yes. Um, and of course, we'll get into that shortly. Uh, but first and foremost, created by Roy Thomas and John Buscema, um, Ultron's first appearance. Um, so this is one of those circumstances where the character made a quote unquote first appearance, but was not named until an issue later, I believe. Yeah, an issue Got later. It. Okay. It's kind of like Yelena. Yelena was a little bit of the oh, same. Oh, like her face appeared, but yeah. She- yeah, she had appeared. She was like on the Black Widow. Yes. But she did not appear as Yelena Belova. Yeah. Until the next issue. And so um, Ultron kind of has a similar circumstance in that <laughs> he, he appears in this cloaked garb mysterious man type of ordeal and you never see his quote-unquote face until the next issue and so technically he first appeared in the avengers number 54 do you want to give a go at the year oh 54 
Avengers number 54. Yeah. So I feel like he was like a newer character. I'm going to go. Oh, wow. Fudge, <laughs> fudge, fudge, fudge. 19. Nineteen eighty-three. Uh, a little off. A little, uh, a little too modern. Nineteen okay. July nineteen sixty-eight. Dang, I was gonna say sixty. Really? Like, uh, yeah. I was like, yeah. Is that, uh, yeah. They started a bit early in the sixties um, with a non-named cameo, and then officially in the Avengers number fifty-five, August nineteen sixty-eight, by name, and he didn't originally go by Ultron or only Ultron. He uh-huh. went by Ultron Five. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, but judging by the variety of these comics, number 55 seems to be the most widely accepted one for his first appearance. Um, and then when it comes to grading and, and purchasing and the value of this comic, on Shortbox, CGC 9.4 goes for $1,700. Okay. There's like chunk change. It's like, all right, for an older book and for a character of his tier, I'm kind of surprised that it's that, that quote unquote high? low. Low, okay. But on the flip side, and and I would love somebody to, I don't know, maybe the person on short box does, just doesn't care that much. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, because on CG, because on eBay you can get a CGC nine point eight of this book, so point four higher for seven thousand dollars and thirty like seven hundred seven thousand thirty five dollars. Jeez. So that's a point four difference for nearly six, six grand yeah. more. I don't know why that is, but there is also a 9.6 signed by Stan Lee for $7,360. Okay. Yeah, so I would say it's a seven grand book. um, Again, I'm not sure why the the short box version is going for so low, but hey, if you want to get you some Ultron, you could do it for under two grand. Um, Whereas the lowest editions of this book on short box CGC 5.5, um, still pretty good. Uh, you can get it for 155 bucks. Okay. And then on eBay, a CGC 4.5, 60 bucks. Wow. So owning the very first edition of this character's appearance is like completely realistic. You can get a loosey goosey for about 50, 30 bucks. Mm, yeah. If you don't care about it. If you, you don't care them. about it and you just want it, 30 bucks. That's cheaper than some books are these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it goes without saying first exposure to the character. Yep, it's definitely gotta be the film. You gotta be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't really. I, I can't say that I've thought like, oh, like big metal man. Yeah, you know. But yeah, yeah probably that. And then James Spader did an amazing job. He is fantastic. So it's like, yeah, you know, his voice is really crazy. cemented. You know, like mm. Ultron's like, like gravit gra- gravitas gravitas. Yeah, grandiose yeah. like kind of you know. Yeah. Behavior. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Age of Ultron in twenty fifteen. Look at you. <laughs> He's already ready. Um, for me, yeah, you know, quite similarly, I mean, I uh, beyond having this card, I do have a card from 1992, which is shocking to me. And I have an Age of Ultron trading card as well. But yeah, I think my first real introduction to this character was just before the film came out. Because like oh. like many of these films, or at least these these characters that they introduced um, in the MCU, they always preluded with a comic book story, right? Oh. They always had like Guardians of the Galaxy. They revamped them. They released it two years before, and with that team that they eventually brought into the movie, yeah. mm. and then they did the same thing with Ultron, and they they created a uh, an arc of comic books called Age of Ultron 
in 2013. Got it. And I remember buying that. It was off the shelf. And, you know, it had this like kind of, I think there was two versions. It was like a flat version. Then they had like a special edition version that was on a deluxe print and it had a little sheen to it. And yeah. I was like, ooh, that's cool. <laughs> so I bought it. It's number one. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, cool. And and it, who would know that it would two years time turn into a major film mm. in phase two of the MCU. Um so speaking of the card, yeah, it's a 1992 Marvel Masterpieces card. I'm going to go ahead. And it's, it's Joe Jusco yet again. Um, of course, he he painted the entire set. He's doing, so. doing everything. Yeah. And so, and it's funny because, um, yeah, this this card actually designates the first appearance as number 55, where he's oh. named. So, so there's a difference right there. Um, but here is the back of the card. And it says, Ultron. A robotics experiment by Dr. Henry Pym resulted in the creation of Ultron, a self-aware automation with a consuming hatred for its creator. In its unwavering quest to destroy Pym and his comrades, the superhero team known as the Avengers, Ultron has evolved into ever more sophisticated and deadly forms, each more powerful than the last. Hard to stop, impossible to kill, Ultron continues to be one of the Avengers' most dangerous and relentless enemies. Anything stand out there for you? Oh shoot! <laughs> well, the first. Well, the, well, the, well the, I mean, create, uh, created by you know Pim. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, that's, that's a different, the biggest gigantic difference. Yeah. of all, and I think you know for the for the quote unquote hardcore fans that are familiar with that origin story, um, when when the film was introduced or when they even hinted at what was going to happen and how Ultron's creation was going to be in the movies. Yeah. Everybody was kind of startled by that because yeah, at that point and I had to backtrack after I watched it today to refresh my memory, but I had to backtrack like, yeah, where does that fall in the MCU line? Right. Mm -hmm. Had Henry Hank Pym been introduced into the MCU and he had, by way of Ant-Man, which I think was two movies before Ultron or right before Ultron, right? Was it? Ant-Man came out in 2014, right? Yeah. So yeah, it was either a movie or two movies behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So I'm curious. I mean, I'm sure that there are a number of reasons why they didn't go that route. Yeah. Because, you know, once again, they didn't know how far this was going to come. Yeah. Um, And it was only the second Avengers installment. So... I mean, I mean, I can see. I mean, because at the time I didn't really, un- I didn't know the comics, so I, I was like, to- mm-hmm. so I can see why at the time when the movie came out, sure, yeah, people were like, why did Tony create Ultron when obviously in the comics mm-hmm. Hank did, and yeah. you're like, oh, okay, I see where people would be like, yeah, why would you do this, da da da. da. Right. But I mean, in the context of what the MCU was at the time, mm-hmm. Tony was that guy. Yeah, like if anything, there's a yeah, him trying to create this. Because he doesn't want to work anymore. Yeah, he's like exactly. a suit of armor around the world. Yeah. Boom. Right. Yeah. Like it makes right. sense for him. Yeah. Like he, and he might as well. Yeah. Yeah. And and of course, you know, we'll talk about that shortly. Oh, I also wanted to mention, um, and I think I showed you this already, but it's one of these um, threat level Nova Corps data file cards from the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Uh-huh. And so Ultron is actually one of them. And it's like this clear plexiglass. It looks like a futuristic chip wannabe yeah. prop thing and it's called got ultron in it but 
Yeah. Um, so just those three cards, but, but yeah, you know, we're going to, we're going to talk a little bit more about <laughs> how all this transpired. Um, but first and foremost, uh, let's see, inspired by, uh, a synthetic being known as Dragon Man. Pym began experimenting on and uh, on his stuff and trying to to create artificial intelligence. Mm. So you know, as we go along with all this, all these topics and all these points of dis- discussion, it's going to come very become very clear that like there are lots of similarities as to why the the whys that inevitably created Ultron. Yeah, you'll see some parallels, but they're all like instead of Pym, it's stark Mm. and so this is kind of one of them so so in the vein of like when tony in the film was like trying to do what you just said like he was trying to kind of put a suit of armor yeah yeah like almost quite literally in that he was trying to find a resolve for for peacekeeping um pym thought well if i create this artificial intelligence you know this can help the world yeah trying to do better you know of (laughs) course and so he built this robot that was quite literally like a bizarre torso. <laughs> it was like a metal torso. Okay. So it has a tiny head and it had like a V-shaped body, like okay. the typical robot yeah. like from the 50s look. Yeah. And it was on tank treads. So it had a little like- Of course it was. <laughs> and he had tiny arms, right? It was, it was very strange. Um, and so Marvel.com itself states, Pym endowed it with the consciousness using a copy of his own brain patterns as the basis for the robot's programming. However, the robot inherited not only Pym's great intellect, but his inherent mental instability, (laughs) only without a human conscience. So, kind reminder (laughs) that Hank Pym in the comics was very very troubled yes he was an alcoholic he was an abusive spouse he was just not a great guy aside being a big brain of the avengers team and so when he and you have to remember this is on the heels of vision being created from wonder man's brain that's right yeah brain waves right so they're into this brain wave thing (laughs) like i don't know what they're thinking the standards were like yeah use the brain waves again brain waves yes and so they're doing this brain wave thing and so (laughs) so Pim Pim pulls it over, puts it in this robot, and he's like, "Great, my intellect will save the world." And then the freaking AI adopts his like abusive tendencies, Good <laughs> all Lord. his flaws without. But the worst part being, it didn't have a conscience. And so, in in Age of Ultron, of course, directed by Joss Whedon, um, Ultron, you know, they even say it in the film, like they have all these notes of like, "Well, that sounds familiar." When Ultron talks. And they're talking about, mm. he sounds like Tony, right? Yeah. He's saying things like Tony yeah. and he's thinking like Tony. And so I was like, oh, you know, that's right. <laughs> I didn't quite, because I reread the books first and then mm-hmm. going back, because I haven't seen Age of Ultron, mm, maybe since the Captain America marathon. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the Civil War marathon, like at yeah. least five years ago. So, so yeah, I did, it, I, you know, picking up on all these things that they're saying, I was like, oh, wow, it is actually quite similar to the books. And so, um, like, you know, I previously mentioned, he first appears in the comics in the form of Ultron 5, the living automation, um, automation, um, automaton. Is that a word? Automaton. I, I'll never, I don't know. If Maybe I, I typoed it. I don't know. 
Automaton. Um, originating from another group of characters created by Thomas um, named Ultroids, who okay. appeared two years prior. Okay. And so the Ultroids kind of kind of resemble that little fleet of robots that was in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Got it. That's what they look like. Oh, okay. So it's it's like a, they're pivoting from that that uh, model. Got and it. so it, as Ultron 5, Ultron looks like the way that we know him as now. And um, and so uh, in this storyline, he was tangled up in a battle between the masters, the new masters of evil comprised of, this is the funniest part, Crimson Cowl, who is the masked person, yeah. right? the persona that he took on, Whirlwind, the Melter, Radioactive Man, not the Simpsons. That was an actual character in Marvel's. That's funny. <laughs> it's so I funny. Radioactive man. Um, as well as Claw. Oh. Yes, that one. Wow. Yeah. And believe it or not, the Black Knight. Whoa. The Black Knight. So that is our dear friend from the Eternals. Yeah. Um, but you know, he's he's kind of established in this character. This is actually the becomings of him being introduced under the realm of this character as Dane Whitman, um, as a quote unquote supervillain. Got it. Wow. So, so there are all these intermingling storylines, of course, but, um, it's, it's the Avengers lineup that this first comes into focus. And so, uh, the, <laughs> the Avengers at this time were comprised of the wasp, Janet Van Dyne, you got to remember, there's no Hope Van Dyne in the comic books. Hope Van Dyne is an amalgamation yes. of two different characters, and it's Janet, sort of, and and Nadia, who um, we've talked about a little bit in the uh, Winter Soldier episode. Um, but yeah, the Avengers at this time are Wasp, Hawkeye, Black Panther, and Goliath, who is Giant Man, essentially. Yes. Um, Hank Pym. Yes, yes, And yes, yes. support from Jarvis in human form. The actual Whoa. Jarvis. Yeah. And so... Um, so I tried to summarize it to the best of my ability in one little paragraph. So bear with me. So Jarvis, <laughs> it's so dramatic. I love it. Jarvis gets tangled up in this mess because he's a trusted among the heroes, a trusted human, right? So they're like, this is our secret cave. This is our secret tunnel. These okay. are our secret things to keep us safe from all the bad guys. Okay. And so he knows all of this knowledge. And so... Um, with that knowledge of the protective security traps and such, he decidedly attempts to sell the information <laughs> to the MOE, the Masters of Evil, right? Okay. He tries to sell the information to them for a large sum of money. And it's all because his mother had a mountain of medical bills because she had just gotten in a terrible, terrible accident. Okay. And so he was like, well, if I sell the information, and if I get the money, I can just help my mother out. And it's like, at this point, I was like... Had, I was face palming and I was like, why didn't you just ask Tony Stark? <laughs> so he sold all their secrets for money only to get betrayed by the masters of evil in the end. And of course, Ultron. And so all this stuff goes down. All of these things are happening. And Ultron himself ends up fighting not only the Avengers, but the Fantastic Four, the Inhumans. So on and so forth, and inevitably returns as an upgraded model each and every time. Whoa. So he's still, like, I don't, I mean, he's not really a modern threat. He's had some solo um, titles, and he's been interwoven into other series ever since these old days. Yeah. But 
but that's kind of how he came about. He was kind of like the technology that just kept upgrading and coming back and coming back and like, I'm back, Avengers. That's and insane. Yeah. Solely based on the fact that he hates humanity. Yeah, well. And it's a self manifestation of his AI. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> yeah. accurate, like right. from the, to the movie. Yeah, um, which speaking of the movie, of course, voice and motion capture by James Spader, as well as motion capture by Neil Fingleton. Um, yeah, and so it's the second to last film of phase two. And he, the character itself was last seen in What If season one. Yeah. Where he was voiced by Ross Marquand, uh, one of the most talented people in, in, in the force. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah, unless you count Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness yeah. with the Ultron droids. Um, so yeah, so, so I thought it was really interesting that if you do go back and watch this film, because let's be honest, of all the Avengers films, it's the least heralded. For sure. Right? Yeah. Which is kind of unfortunate, but I do remember yeah. when I did see it, during that Captain America uh, marathon, I was like, you know, this is not that. It's not as bad as I not as bad. recall it being. Not, I, don't, I never thought it was. Too, yeah, I, think, I don't think it's bad at it's all. It's hard following up something that was so good. And sure, like, and yeah. People with always, you know, they always. I mean, to this day, like they're holding Marvel MCU to this standard of yeah. like, you know, lightning can lightning doesn't strike twice, right? You know, so like the first Avengers, it was just like, oh shoot, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and then now so you got, good. Now you're following up the Age of Ultron. Um, and then, you know, they introduced obviously Wanda and Pietro mm-hmm. and, and Vision. That's the thing, right? It's yeah. a big film it's for, for, like for at the time for, for, yeah. for the times in 2015, like mm-hmm. having that many pretty famous stars yeah. in one movie. In one film. Yeah. Yeah. It was insane. And also big moments because yes, they're introducing the quote unquote enhanced for the very, very first official time. Yeah. And they happen to be Pietro and Wanda Maximoff of all characters. And then they're really bringing Rhodey into the fray. And I believe that's the first appearance of War Machine in its working format. I think it was, right? It might be. I think so. Boom, you're looking for this? Yes. <laughs> 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 what is he saying? I don't kills it. Kills it. Why do I talk to you guys? He's so funny. Um, and then even Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson with his wings for the first, 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 first time. I think. What is it? No, no, no. Second, no, no. Because no, Ant Man. Because he had it in Ant Man. Oh no! Because no. What am I saying? Because okay. The, the beginning. No, the, <laughs> Winter Sam, Soldier. Sam Wilson just 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 pulled up. Yeah. and Was just in the in the first Winter scene Soldier. at the yeah. party. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. But he appears at the very end with the newfound Avengers. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it was an upgraded suit, but it was definitely like one of those moments where I was like, oh. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he did have it. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Winter yes, Soldier yes, yes, and, yes. and Ant-Man. But I feel like he looked, maybe the color, I don't know. The, I, I feel like the coloration looked different, but that could just be me. Maybe, Whatever. I mean. But yeah, and um, who else? Uh, yeah, and, and like, God, I'll tell you though, they were really trying to force that Nat and Bruce but, thing yeah. on replay. I was like, they had to. They really, really leaned I feel like into they, that. They felt like they had to and yeah. it wasn't necessary in my opinion, but it's just like, you know, yeah sure why not right um oh and then oh and the whole yeah now i think about it and like recapping this movie in my head it's there's a lot of storyline in there there's a lot some of it was actually pretty necessary like yeah the whole um clint and secret family Mm -hmm. 
Um, Take a family. You know, Clint had a pretty big part in this exactly. film, which is great. Yeah, because people always say like, "Oh, he just has you know bow and arrow," right. but like now he's this integral part. Which like, is funny because he even says that's the classic yeah. scene that he yeah. actually even says it in. Is like, this makes sense. there you know? I have, I, I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so that was nice, and then. But then it's also showing like how going back to Ultron, like mm-hmm. just how much like he like disintegrated like that yeah. part of the team. Yeah. It was like, you're like, oh, yeah, this he guy took means them business. Down. He took them down really hard. Yeah. Um, and and I, I'm sure we'll we'll discuss this multiple times throughout this episode. But yeah, I I think one of the most crucial scenes, if you're trying to really understand this character in any light, in comic book or movie form, one of the most crucial scenes is when those two techno, like, spheres, when it, he's communicating with Jarvis, right? And you see them, oh, like, God, yeah, Ultron's cool the scene, blue, yeah. yeah, the blue and the, the light orange and, and how, like, Jarvis is, like, slowly trying to, like, like, acclimate him to being... An or, a, like a living organism like an in AI, some way. Like a, like a, proper, yeah, like like a proper AI. Yeah, yeah, like he's slowly blossoming into consciousness and he's like, where am I? Why, where's my body? And all these yeah. weird questions. And then you see him like downloading information yeah. at the mere word of saying peace. He downloads like all these like, yeah. peaceful images. Avengers, same thing. And like you almost see flickers of every film before, you know, up to that point which is really crazy and it's like yeah and then they then he just almost immediately turns on vision on on jarvis immediately and like assimilates to jarvis and then it's over which they then re- they they call it later in the movie he killed that guy like yeah. and when when you cap hears you killed somebody, you, you killed somebody? <laughs> i know i was like whoa it wasn't my first choice <laughs> yeah and uh and i think that's the the best way of understanding him because you get the idea of like he is this new like He's a new murder baby. He yeah. like blossoms into and he has no conscience whatsoever. Yeah. And he just immediately like gravitates to like, well, humans need to be destroyed. Yeah. Because the they're only destroying way to the peace planet. Is yeah. Extinction of humans. Exactly. Which is like, whoa. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> but um, you know, like I, I I previously mentioned, the film the film is loosely based on a comic book title arc, if you will, of the same name, Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not unlike Captain America Civil War. Because I know people were like, oh, Civil War. Oh, cool. That's going to be Civil War. But then it wasn't like Civil War, if you yeah. will. So Age of Ultron is kind of like that. They they named it after the comic book title, but it didn't exactly follow the exact yeah. specifications of that book. Um, and, you know, of course, the film itself only has fragments and elements of that source material. But speaking of the source material, it was uh, written by Brian Michael Bendis, co-creator of Miles Morales as we know him, and many other amazing characters. Um, Featuring art by Brian Hitch, Paul Neary, Brandon Peterson, Carlos Pacheco, Roger Bonet, and colors by Paul Mount and Jose Villarubia. Um, It's a 10-issue series, and it was released in 2013. I think I I I got like maybe the first four, and then I tapered off. Like 2013, like the 2010s were like when I was kind of in and out. Like, it was oh, mostly, okay. like, Spider-Man. I was just, like, everything's Spider-Man. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The bucket hat says says everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, believe it or not, the, the series, Age of Ultron itself, takes place on two di- different Earths. 
So it takes, it's kind of divided um, and they don't really get into uh, the nitty gritty of differentiating the two Earths until the second issue or so. Mm -hmm. But it takes essentially a place in, in a future, in a dystopian future, um, Earth 61112, uh, oh. where Ultron annihilated all of humanity successfully. Of course. <laughs> and then the past or the present, if you will, um, Earth 26111, um, where sorceress Morgan Le Fay reigned over half the planet. And uh-huh. so we've talked about Morgan Le Fay very, very minimally. Um, she's portrayed by Elizabeth Hurley in the MCU. She was in the Runaways show on Hulu uh, okay. from a few years back. Um, she's more or less, yeah, she's a sorceress. She's a, she's all that good witchcraft stuff. Um, but yeah, she, she reigned, um, the planet. I believe her consort was Dr. Doom (laughs) in this alternate universe. Yeah. And so this, this title was much darker than the usual, well, at the time, you know, like what would be depicted as like a colorful comic book arc. Um, the first 14 pages, I made note of this because I thought it was so funny to me. The first 14 pages of issue one are literally just Hawkeye killing people. Jeez. And it's, again, it's dystopian future. And so they're showing Hawkeye going through the trenches and, and the rubble. And he's just like, he's just hitting people in the temple, in the chest, through the mouth. Like, it's just nuts. It's nuts. And that is reminiscent of the scene in, in Sokovia with him and Quicksilver and Wanda and he's just like in, he's just like going to town with all his arrows, right? Yeah. And you're just like, what? How does he have so many arrows? But <laughs> it's very similar. So yeah. they're, they're, again, they're taking these little elements and putting them into the film. And so um, in, in Age of Ultron, the title, um, Ultron reawakens from, you know, his his dormant state and he he hates humanity more than ever, if possible. <laughs> and then he seeks to, quote unquote, purify Earth of the human condition. Which is like, sheesh, okay. Kind of dark. It's very dark. <laughs> and so, um, you know, like I mentioned, it takes place on two in two different time sets on top of being a multiverse thing. So there's a lot of time jumping. Mm-hmm. And what it boils down to is that Wolverine tries to go back to the past. So the X-Men are part of this too. Jesus. Just FYI. <laughs> so there's God. So Wolverine tries to go to the past to kill Pym. Okay. This might sound familiar because this was suggested for Infinity War and Endgame. He goes back to the past to try and kill Pym before he creates Ultron. Okay. So this is like the baby theory. Yeah. What if we just kill Thanos Thanos. before? (laughs) He's a baby. He's a baby. (laughs) Oh, God, so good. I love Paul Rudd Uh, and Don Cheadle. Um, So in the end, Pym creates an algorithm that is later uploaded to Ultron's system thanks to Iron Man. And then Ultron is defeated before the apocalyptic alternate world can come to be mm-hmm. but when they actually show the future it it obviously didn't go without consequence because um you know it, it seemingly had irreparable damage so with all the time travel it rips the time like dr strange has said this like many times in no way home yeah that just ruins the timeline yeah and things started to suffer so while they were ultimately able to save the world quote unquote it's still had its effects it still had its effects yeah unfortunately and so that event was definitely gigantic it included everyone from the avengers the inhumans the x-men etc 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 and i actually have some screenshots for you because i want you to see how freaking crazy this is so (laughs) this is like a wall of people involved and like one of the pictures is moon Knight. i know holy crap all these characters are are involved in this storyline wiccan 
Lockjaw, Wanda. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All these people. Iron Fist. Wow. Braddock, which is Captain Britain. And then, yeah. So this was like the lineup per issue. And you'll see like very familiar names. And oh. Black Widow is kind of suffering a bit. She's got one eye. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And Rambo, so, Taskmaster, Red Hulk. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. And they're all in these issues. Um, yeah. And it was, again, it was 10 issues long. And it happened. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Red Hulk. I mean, yeah. So then they split them up. You can see who's in the past and yeah. the future. Oh, so crazy. Um, so yeah, so that that's the Age of Ultron storyline in the books. Um, it's it's pretty, yeah, again, it's pretty dark. If you want to read it, read it. But it's a pretty good, like, it's, he's, they adapted him so well into the MCU. It's I mean, now, like, now we, like, we've talked about it. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, he kind of does take from, only, the only difference is, yeah. you know, created by it's Stark. It's just the setting. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And so we're just going to roll right into powers. Um, superhuman strength, speed, and durability, flight, concussion blasters, tractor beams, radiation emitters, encephalo uh, beam. doesn't have that. I feel yeah. like so many characters have that. <laughs> Which one? Concussion blasters? Or just super, like super strength, super speed. Yeah, yeah. They all, like, they all have yeah. it in some way. Um, encephalo beam, which is basically he can hypnotize and such. Oh. Um Energy absorption, program transmitter, transmitter, memory capacity, motility support, power supply, sensor apparatus, technoforming, which is essentially like almost like nanotech. Okay. He can rebuild himself a bit. Uh, entering planes of existence. So this is something exactly. Jeff's making a face at me. So huh. entering planes of existence is a is probably one of the biggest stark contrasts with this character from the cinematic version. Yeah. In that this is something he directly derived from Hank Pym. So Got it. AKA Ultron can go subatomic in the comics. Jeez. And he can transport himself into different parallel universes or multiverses, planes, what have you. Uh-huh. And so imagine <laughs> Imagine Ultron being like, well, this didn't work. And then he just goes subatomic and then he goes somewhere else. (laughs) Gotta go. And he gots to go. He can do that. He can do that in the comics. Good gosh. Um, With with that said, are you ready for a first pop quiz? No. (laughs) (laughs) This one's good. Okay. This one's good because, and I wrote very simply, you're a tech guy, Jeff. How large is Ultron's memory capacity? God. Jesus, man. <laughs> so this is, is there an actual number? There is. There is an actual number? There is an actual number. You know what's so freaking hilarious? I just watched this video <laughs> from Corridor Digital, Digital uh-huh. their uh-huh. VFX company. Yeah. Um, and this video was specifically discussing, like, how much is, you know, like a gigabyte, a terabyte, like, yeah. how, like in, in physical form, you oh, know, like back in the day. Yeah. Not to go super side candy but back in the day 128 kilobytes yeah was like <gasps> like oh my god it's yeah. so much memory yeah but now it's like it's barely a like, picture it's, like you can only get 125 kilobytes in a micro sd card now in a micro sd yeah. card you can get 128 gigabytes exactly you know so yeah. it's kind of just like what the hell so yeah. they would like show like the actual physics so it's like and if yep. you guys don't know quick math like like one gig or one megabyte or a hundred a thousand megabytes is one gigabyte a thousand gigabytes is one terabyte yeah. so forth so forth so forth yeah um so okay uh, oh, oh i have multiple choice if you okay. want them if you want them yes give me give me one but i i do have a guess just off the just okay. off the rip so multiple choice for ultron's memory capacity 5.7 terabytes 45 terabytes 
259 terabytes or 3.2 terabytes. That's it? They're only going terabytes? They're, they're not even going exactly. they're they're to hit petabytes? It's like, a, come on. It's a terabyte. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is why I brought this question up because I knew that you would actually like Jesus, really like man. know know the folds of this. Wish my PS5 can have that kind of memory. <laughs> can you Ultron's like, hold on, I'm running out of space. <laughs> hold on, I'm, I'm downloading an update <laughs> and it's going to copy. <laughs> hold on, I have to plug this in with USB-C right here, right in my armpit. I got to add some oh. terabytes. Yeah. Repeat it. So the first one. 5.7 terabytes, 45 terabytes. 259 terabytes or 3.2 terabytes. Why would this number is so small? I agree. So I was. I, I, after watching Age of Ultron, you're yeah. just like, oh, this guy There's can like go no through everything. Freaking like, way, I'm right? like, yeah. oh, you, it's at least a thousand petabytes, right? Like, no. at least, at least, right? Um, no. None of the small numbers. That's gonna... just my, that's just my, I don't want to go to any of those small numbers. Okay. So 45 so, or 259. God, that 259 is throwing me off, but. I feel like that's such an out-of-pocket number. Uh-huh. Can I ask what year this number was established? That I'm not sure. Okay. It might say somewhere, or what issue it, it I think, in the 60s or 70s. Oh, so it was like out of this world. Yeah, then. that's why I think it's yeah. so low, to be honest. Yeah. That's why I think it's they didn't probably, of like, the terabyte this is world. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm going to go to B. Just, just. 259. No, no, no. Oh, oh, 45. 45, 45. So, 45 terabytes. <laughs> Would you believe... <laughs> that canonically Ultron's memory capacity is a measly 3.2 terabytes. Bro, I have a four terabyte hard drive at home for work. <laughs> exactly. Mine is two. Mine is a two terabyte. Like, and I'm what? like, this isn't enough space. And it's already almost filled. Can you imagine? Two, uh, 3.2 terabyte memory. So he can barely function. He can barely have Asana and Photoshop <laughs> and Chrome. He can only have five programs open <laughs> exactly. at, at once. It's so unrealistic. Not even Chrome so, with like 7,000 so, tabs open. <laughs> so, so question for you. What would you, what would you consider? Like this isn't a pop quiz or anything. Yeah, what would yeah. you consider? What would be your pie in the sky? Like that makes sense for his memory usage. Like how much space would he have? At least, at least petabyte. At least a pet, because a petabyte... Yeah. One petabyte is a thousand terabytes. Wow. So. Holy smokes. So it's, yeah. it's like, like, you know, like, like Google. It's 500 like, of those hard drives. Yeah. So like Google, wow. so Google, like Google servers and, and big, and yeah. big website servers. Mm -hmm. Like it's like petabytes. I forget the one what's after pet. I don't know if it's zettabytes, mm -hmm. um, but it's, which is basically a thousand petabytes. I yeah. think someone can like <laughs> fact check Love me, this. <laughs> but yeah. At least in the petabytes. That's so crazy. At least one petabyte. Yeah. But Easily, the fact right? that he only can carry at 3. the time. 3.2 terabytes. Terabytes? <laughs> He's going to delete some photos. That's only, that's only that's 3,000 gigs. Yeah. That's not, not that much. a lot. That's I, how I many movies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many movies like a pirate? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like we're, working in the world, we're working in the world of like like tech and data storage yeah, and all that. For sure. It's like... Yeah. 3.2 terabytes to me and yeah. us is like. <laughs> no. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, no. Nothing. Ah, Ultron, you need an upgrade, buddy. <laughs> so, on the heels of that, we do have a listener question from Instagram via super fanboy guy Ultron versus Brainiac. Who wins? Do you know Brainiac? I do, but I don't know the extent of what yeah, he's capable of. Yeah, very surface level. Of. Yeah, very surface level when it comes to Brainiac. But Brainiac, for those of you who don't know, is a DC, uh, I would say more or less exclusive villain for Superman. 
who has done many a great unfortunate yes. things to the to the man of steel um and he's like gone as far as to like shrink krypton <laughs> as a as a as a as a planet and punt it into of oblivion <laughs> of course um he's done many evil things i you know i from what little i do know about brainiac i'm gonna say brainiac if we're talking like comic book ultron movie ultron i'm not sure but but yeah, I I've, might side with Bruniac then too. I, I, I'd agree. I, <laughs> yeah. I've heard he's done like crazy things, yeah. like literally, yeah. literally out of this yeah. world stuff. Yeah, so. his name is like literally Brain and Maniac. He's a he's a maniac. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's for sure. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would I would say Brainiac. I mean, sorry if you wanted a bigger uh, like exploration of that, but this is a Marvel show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. Sorry. <laughs> um, so from there, we're gonna we're gonna jump on over to aesthetic. And so, yeah, you know, believe it or not, this character is almost identical both ways. Um, and you know, Roy Thomas himself stated that Ultron was based off of a Makino. Well, based off of Makino, mm-hmm. which is a robot robotic villain from the Captain Video comic book series from the late. 40s 50s Mm -hmm. so if you go back and look at this thing it does you know like you know it's it's rustic (laughs) if you will um whereas in the mcu he's a big metal dude that essentially looks like an evil c-3po um and you know the interesting thing about both versions that is that is quite different from one another is that yes in the comics he does look like an evil ant-man he's kind of like an evil ant-man his his eyes are a little different Yeah, the the cuts in in the facial structure are more like the the helmet, and even the the side apparatuses are kind of like uh, what we see in in Scott in Scott Lang's first helmet in the first Ant Man movie. Mm. It's got this the weird I don't even know how to describe them without using my hands. Just <laughs> the the formation of it is very similar to that of Ant Man. Whereas in the MCU, you look at him at a certain angle and he looks like iron man yes the detailing is the iron man yeah the very trademark iron man like front panel yeah shape. yeah yeah and he looks like a discolored iron man because he looks he's supposed to be like, based on yeah, yeah the legionnaire the iron legionnaires oh junior you're gonna make your old man make your old man cry yeah oh my gosh i can't believe you remember that too um well i'm not that surprised actually tony stark is a sentence <laughs> don't you dare compare me to him <laughs> that's what i liked about james Spader a lot is that when he, when ultron would get like ornery and pissed off mm-hmm. like he just comes out of like he goes from this really deep rooted deep voice yeah into like almost like a menacing child yeah which oh, yeah, is yeah, like yeah, yeah. accurate like it's that's how he should be right oh yeah like that one scene where with claw he's like tony stark yeah tony stark used to say that are you one of tony and you're yeah. like and he got so he's mad like, oh, that's <laughs> and it's like oh okay um but yeah yeah those are pretty much the aesthetic differences um but I know we just jumped into this, but I do have another pop quiz for you that is related <laughs> to the aesthetic of Ultron. Um, and so it's obvious that Ultron is forged of metal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of the quote unquote big four, as they call them in Marvel Comics, that exist in the Marvel Universe, which is Ultron made of in the books? Is it? Because let us remember in the film, he is created of 
he himself is not created of vibranium, but he's created of some metal that is more or less the 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 suits that Tony is forged yes. of, right? Tony has created his suits from. So in the books, it's a bit different. Is it Uru? Adamantium? I just gave one away. Vibranium? <laughs> or c- carbonadium? Carbon? Is that a soda? <laughs> <laughs> carbonadium? Pepsi. Not carbonadium. In the books is in what he's books. made of. Yeah. Wow. And I already gave you vibranium. So it's either Uru, Adamantium, or Carbonadium. Ooh, oh, Uru metal. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I forgot about. Wow. Uru. Uru. Sorry. You, you, you. Wow, I don't. I forget, like, the like what Adamantium, like, I know it's obviously it's Wolvie's claws, mm-hmm. but I wonder, like, what else is like, used for? Mm hmm. And comic wise, vibranium. I feel like no. In the movie, yes, but obviously in the I don't think so. In the yeah. comics, mm-hmm. um, I want to go Uru metal. Yeah, yeah. That's a great thought. It's not right. <laughs> All right the podcast <laughs> is ending, guys. We'll see you in the next one. This is um, a tough one, though. It is a tough one because yeah, I don't know. Even in my rewatch, I don't recall them saying what metal he was used of. Like aside that, he was just built in. The Avengers Tower, right? Oh, like, like before he they, got they, a hold of the vibranium. Yeah, like they didn't, they didn't identify what that was made of, right? Like those bots, like those. Yeah, the bots and stuff. No, I think it was they just, don't. I mean, whatever, yeah, you know, whatever metal, like I guess. Yeah. Well, in the books, believe it or not, okay, let me break it down first. So. Uru may sound familiar to some of you because it is, of course, Thor's Mjolnir as well as Stormbreaker. Um, oh, Adamantium is familiar. Huh? I botched that one. <laughs> no, you're fine. Adamantium is obviously, obviously Wolverine's claws mm-hmm. and skeleton. Um, whereas vibranium is uh, the material that created Black Panther's habit or his suit. And carbonadium is what some on the X-Men side will be more familiar with. It is actually the metal that uh, Omega Red's tendrils are created from. Okay. You know Omega Red? No, I don't. He's like a, he's like almost like a Russian super soldier sort of. Oh, okay. And he's got like, he's very pale white. Okay. And he has like tentacles, these metal tentacles in his, he's part of the Weapon X project as well. Oh, okay, okay. And um, they come out like whips. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lot like whiplash in a weird way. Okay. Far more deadly. Yeah, yeah, Far yeah. Far yeah, more yeah. deadly. Um, but yeah, his, his tendrils are created of a carbonadium. And so, yes. In the comics, if you can believe it, Ultron is forged of adamantium. Damn. So, so, but with that means that he's indestructible. I know. That's like pretty. Indestructible. Oof. Vibranium and adamantium are the top two metals in the Marvel Universe, both of which are highly fictional. <laughs> but they're impenetrable, indestructible in every which way. Like, so if you can imagine that guy walking around with what is essentially Wolverine's claws all over his body, he's highly indestructible. I wonder if they introduce adamantium as a, as a, you know, as an element now in the the MCU. Yeah. Which leads to like the question of, is there something else like robotics wise that they're going to introduce into the MCU as well? Um, And I just also, I wanted to note something. As far as aesthetics go, 
like you know in all these comic book cards and like websites and stuff they always put like eye color height weight yeah they put for ultron on marvel.com they put hair none (laughs) (laughs) i was like did you have to put that there (laughs) like just take out just take it out just take it out yeah that's super cheeky um so uh let's let's talk about adversaries a bit so this is where it's gonna everybody. get everybody yeah right everybody. pretty much this is gonna get spicy um so aside the avengers there are a few adversaries that stand out when it comes to ultron's targets first and foremost hank pym and janet van dyne in the comic books Makes which sense. is so crazy because again like you know like knowing going back and learning or or at least relearning this knowledge that wasp and ant-man we're at the basis of this character's origins mm-hmm. is kind of wild to me. And then if they had, I just wonder, like there's part of me that tries to rewire it in my, in my brain. Like what if they had actually done that? What mm. if they went that far and introduced Hank Pym and Janet at that point with Tony and like they were creating Ultron, like as, as a peacekeeping utility. Yeah. You know, jeez, yeah. So, so once again, you know, in the books, um, Ultron possesses a copy of Hank Pym's brain patterns, and so he adapted many of his attributes as a human, but in robotic form, without a conscious, a conscience or consciousness of of human life. Um, and he eventually becomes his own sentient being with a touch of what is notably known as Oedipus complex. <laughs> So, Ultron hates Hank. Hates Hank. Does not like Hank Pym at Hilarious. all. But he has affections for Janet Van Dyne. Of course. Because it's his mother. Oh, that, that too. Mother, <laughs> but, yeah. But also, you're right, because... Mother complex. Yeah, he's he's adopted Hank's... Kind of like mine. Everything, yeah. right? And so, Hank is, is in love and is married to Janet Van Dyne. So... With that, unfortunately, you know, when that comes to, to Ultron, even though he calls them mommy and daddy, he's like, I want to be with mommy forever. <laughs> and it's like really weird. Um, and, you know, it is interesting because in contrast to the film, there's no mother figure for Ultron, right? But you do see at the end of its like life, quote unquote, he's like soft with Wanda. Mm. like he's like but wanda if you stay here you'll die yeah and like the whole the whole weird like he's on his last legs but he's like still trying to reach out to this person who's going to end his life cycle it's 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 kind of weird but i guess i don't know if that's what they were trying to accomplish with that but she was there at the beginnings of his creation Mm -hmm. in a weird way so i guess it makes sense but i don't know (laughs) It's weird. But yeah, so, you know, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, portrayed by Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer in the MCU. First seen in Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp and last seen in Endgame. Although, um, apparently, Pym's photo was last seen in Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh. I don't recall this. I feel like... Yes. Maybe in the... In high school, when they're showing like figures and stuff, maybe of, of, huh? like people, like, oh, like public okay. figures, I think oh, okay. Hank was probably that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's no overlap with these characters at all in the oh, MCU. Oh yeah, that's true. There's none, none yeah. at all. At least at least at this point in time, um, which brings us to uh, the flip side of the game with Tony Stark and the Avengers. And so in the books, it's not. 
like you know it, 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 while tony is directly affiliated with the ultimate takedown of that character yeah he's otherwise just by association like oh. he's not nearly as involved as hank like hank is really like in all the early issues in every issue when he's coming when ultron is coming back into the fray yeah it's always got hank pym it's always got Hank Pym like at the helm, really trying to figure things out. In, Interesting. In in like uh in in concert with Tony. Yeah. So of course Tony is helping because he's technologically sound. He's a very smart man. Yeah. But Hank Pym is the brains. Mm. And so I guess I'm answering my own question there in that why didn't they do this in the MCU? It's well because Hank Pym is supposed to be a notable genius too. Yeah. And so at this point in the MCU, they're really trying to focus on tony because he's yeah. the it boy right he's, yeah he's 100%. everything yeah. yeah and then i think because obviously in the comics hank is a horrible person <laughs> exactly and i think in yeah. the mcu yeah. he's not that bad of a person like he yeah. doesn't show he's signs of at least being like almost a, very wholesome yeah like a psychopath yeah. or anything right? right yeah yeah but he's a he's a family man yeah like for sure yeah um obviously that's different taking mm-hmm. what if but yeah it's because mm-hmm. it's what if yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah yeah that yeah. episode yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> iconic it's so good yeah oh, gosh um yeah. so and you, you said like it's tony this is tony's era so him yeah. creating you know ultron is also not that far off yeah yeah i agree and of course tony stark portrayed by robert downey jr in the mcu rip uh rip. first scene in iron man last scene in avengers endgame um so yeah he was the creator of ultron in the mcu uh which was essentially a side a sidebar project after the avengers acquired loki scepter containing containing the mind stone um Stark sought to uh, to better his Iron Legionnaire models and help to protect the planet with the AI. However, upon awakening, immediately advances killing Jarvis. Um, yeah, and like you said, he even refers to Ultron as Junior. And it's like so wild. And so, yeah, it's, it's not unlike Pym and Ultron in the books. They have this weird like father-son thing almost, kind of, sort of, in that Ultron is like, uh, he's acknowledging his creator, but he's also like, yeah, but you're also human. You need to die because all the humans need to die. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, like like in the books as well, the rest of the Avengers all come by proxy. So Nat, Hulk, Wanda, Pietro, all of them are brought into the fray simply by association. Yeah. Um, yeah. None, none of these characters had nearly as much stake as Tony except for one. And that would be... Vishon. Vishon. <laughs> Vision. Um, and so this is, I, I wrote quite a bit for Vision just because in the books and in the film, which I think they did, they, they balanced pretty well. Yeah. This, this is the character that Ultron really does have like the most impact in and with and from in all aspects of, of the, the character. So uh, in the original, in their origin era, for Ultron. By that time in the books, Vision already existed. So he was already his own sentient being. Um, it, the, again, he had Wonder Man's brainwave patterns, not unlike um, Ultron had Hanks. Um, but he was, you know, Ultra, Vision was undeniably affected by Ultron's existence. And so calling back to Ultron's origins itself, the story didn't really pick up until about 11 issues later. So we're talking Avengers number 66. Um, when Thor and more importantly, Vision enter the scene. And so it's really interesting because Viz is kind of going about life in this like, who am I? 
of what course. am I? Yeah. You know, like constantly just questioning like who he is and is he his own person per, uh, or purpose. is he yeah. Wonder Man, you know? Um, and so, yeah, he's connecting the dots with he and his, his program consciousness. And so um, at this time, like I think it was, I think Hank had like a huge, this Hank or somebody had a huge chunk of adamantium in the the workspace and Viz absorbs it into himself. He disappears, but he absorbs it into himself and then he like takes off. And the next time you see him, that's when he's confronted by Ultron again. And they kind of have the squabble where Ultron tries to assimilate with him. Very much like the, the cinematic universe where even though they weren't like, they were just consciousness floating about, like he assimilated to vision in that way. And so he does that in the comic books and that's how he actually gets the adamantium property and becomes Ultron 6. Whoa. So he gets his upgrade and he's like absorbed vision in this weird way. Jesus. <laughs> so it's all this technological robot stuff. Of course. <laughs> um, you know, of course, Vision portrayed by Paul Bettany and first seen in Age of Ultron and last seen in WandaVision. Um, so yeah, like it, it, they have all these like one-on-one -on -one conversations that are actually quite similar to Vision and Vision at the end of WandaVision. WandaVision. <laughs> How many... How Guys, how many yeah. times have we said a vision in a span of <laughs> It's not 10 as much seconds. as we said Groot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Yeah, like they, it, the, the basically the overarching conversation is artificial intelligence is trying to figure out its place in the grand scheme of the universe. Yeah. And then it's advancing so quickly that it can't help but evolve. Yeah. And it goes for both I was, of them. Now I was just, just came to my head. Like, huh. like that process in Age of Ultron was just like a transferring of like data. So it went from like yeah. Tony. That's it. Created Ultron. Yep. Ultron developed his own consciousness mm -hmm. and he was going to put his co consciousness, whatever, his vision mm -hmm. into vision. Exactly. And vision was going to be this all encompassing like yeah. new body that's just going to like right. screw everybody up. Right. Screw this world up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh man. But instead he built his own consciousness and his own like sort of. Jarvis, Jarvis's um, yeah. conscious was put into Vision's exactly. body. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, one big so data transfer. That's basically it. That's basically <laughs> it. It's basically a gigantic data transfer. Um, and, you know, it they, they kind of adapt that further into into the lineage that becomes Ultron's like uh overview if you will um I didn't want to go this episode without mentioning once again Dr. Helen Cho portrayed by Claudia Kim and so love her she's so good in that film and I almost feel robbed that she's never appeared in anything else I know but again like we mentioned in our Hulk episode or various episodes actually is that Dr. Helen Cho um, she is the mother in the comic book. She's the mother of Amadeus Cho, who was the Asian, totally awesome Hulk. Oh, there is an Asian Hulk. And so he's part of the younger crew, the, the young Avengers sort of, um, 
And yeah, she is his mother in the books. So I'm wondering like, okay, well, I know we haven't seen her in a beat, but would she, would that character at least come back in a different yeah. form or I mean, for a different she purpose? She vision technically. The, exactly. <laughs> She's technically vision's mom. You know, yeah. like she put that cradle, you know, she, she made sure that the cradle worked, that the, the body or the, the, the shell was properly produced. And then like even the Ultron brainwashed her, um <laughs> and all that good stuff she was very present in that movie yeah like from start to beginning start to beginning yeah start to beginning from start to end she was very present in that film yeah and then she's just gone <laughs> and i'm kind of like bro where'd she go i know yeah love her i would love to see her again though but but yeah so uh so so vision and and ultron like two 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 kids from the same family i think um uh, and, and then also I have to say this film, the film really ma- reminded me why I love Paul Bettany as vision. Like truly uh, he's so good best. from, from everything, the aesthetics and everything. And even, even the way that he speaks to Ultron and especially their last conversation in the woods with the final model that beyond the one that Wanda, Wanda kills, mm-hmm it's what what did he say he's like you're unbearably naive and you're, he's like well i was born yesterday and <laughs> exactly. i was like yeah <laughs> love yeah, that so self-awareness yeah. right there so and then the, you know like showing or not showing the blast of the final blast of killing him the final ultron yeah. yeah 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 it's that yeah i think he really again like despite all the like first appearances and and such in this film i think that vision is undeniably like the standout of all of them yeah incredible um yeah and then you know it kind of brings us to family friends and affiliations and i quite literally just put um so about that none (laughs) there's he's a terrible (laughs) being it has nothing it has absolutely nothing no he wants to kill the world. Yeah. He wants to Nobody. Ex- everyone, every human extinct. <laughs> Nobody likes Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> Ultron doesn't make friends. He's not the party guy, but he does have a love interest. If you can believe oh, that. Wow. Yeah. No friends, no family, no affiliations, but he's got a love interest. And so everybody's got a weak spot. Yeah. He's got a weak spot. Right. And so while there are, there are theories that believe Ultron was in love with Wanda, thanks to Reddit. I know. I think it's Oedipus complex. <laughs> Some weird play on the Oedipus complex. Um, Ultron actually has a notable love interest in the comics. And so, you know, this this kind of calls back to, you know, again, like all the Avengers were just kind of there by proxy. But yeah. there are some moments in the comics where where Ultron seems, again, affectionate to towards Wanda or, yeah, I don't know, like uh, Affection's a strong word, but it always ends up that because in the books, he's always taken down by somebody that isn't of brute strength or like super smart intelligence, but people that can dive into the consciousness of the mind. Mm -hmm. And so um, when he battled the Fantastic Four, it was actually like among all those heroes, including the freaking X-Men and the Inhumans, it was... Franklin Richards, who was the son of Sue and and um, Reed. and Reed, that takes him down, and it's because he has like these incredible telepathic powers. Uh-huh. And the same goes for Wanda. Wanda is able to bring him down in the Avengers run because she just works her, you know, her magic and also her 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 mutant powers on Ultron. Um, so I don't know if that's where 
like people are pulling it from yeah. like oh he's soft because it's like well she's also capable of taking him down so there's that but yes he does have a love interest in the book and her name is jocasta or jocasta pym depending on who, who you ask <laughs> they're keeping it in the family just like the targaryens that's so <laughs> gross yes, so jesus gross. yikes um so jocasta um this might be a familiar name off and on depending on what level of robot Marvel fan you are. Um, I think we've talked about her maybe once, maybe in the vision episode as well. I can't maybe recall. Maybe a small mention. Yeah, really yeah. small mention. Um, so Jocasta uh, was created with the intention of being very much like the Bride of Frankenstein. So basically they were like, uh, we have Ultron, now let's make a female version. Oh, he's got it. Oh, God. <laughs> They're like, oh, this, pers- this, this thing is horrible. Yeah. They need a partner. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need a we need a female version. Yeah, and so they. And it's it's funny because if you see the panels in the comic, you know, again, 1960s, late 1960s, they're about to cross over to the 70s. It is quite literally like a Frankenstein setup where they have those laboratory like, like you know, the they have two of the setup. They have Jan like pinned to one and then they have a robot shell pinned to another and they've got like wires connecting the two uh-huh. and like Jan is essentially naked and then they just have like giant metal things over her her private areas Jesus. <laughs> and so so she Joe Costa was intended to supply a mate or life partner for Ultron <laughs> which doesn't makes sense to me because he he has no conscience con- conscience yeah he doesn't feel, feel the need to, like, yeah but yet or they thought need, yeah anyway so ultron brainwashed pym to transfer janet's consciousness into jocasta what an elaborate plan exactly. what a, a sick it's sick mind <laughs> it's basically robot jan and hank it's what it is call what it is so Ultron and Jocasta are Hank and Jan and so although ultimately so he successfully did it there's this whole like series of pages where Jan is talking and then stops talking and it's Jocasta talking instead (laughs) so they successfully like put her consciousness into Jocasta ultimately they disconnect Jocasta is left empty Jan is revived but then Ultron is like because he, again, he comes back, better technology than last time. He revives Jocasta again. And he's able to tap into the residual leftovers of the shell. So, it's like, a, they're just scraping the barrel, man. <laughs> and so he brings her back to life, so to speak. And he he's able to have his partner. And so she's she's lackluster. She's not nearly the same version mm-hmm. that she was for those two hot minutes that she was actually there, thriving yeah. as Jocasta. But yeah, he's able to have this partner and and sort of like partner in crime yeah. more so because they're both like villains in, in a way. But like with many outcomes, Jocasta was then intended, although she was intended to serve him and be loyal to him. She betrayed him. Hey. Oh. What does she do? <laughs> she joins the Avengers. Oh! <laughs> yeah. So she too, also in an artificial intelligence, evolves in her own way. She, and she went. And on she, the, she went on the good side. She went on the good side, and wow. she became she became an Avenger. So Jocasta, shockingly enough, we don't have a true MCU counterpart. 
But imagine though. But there is an Easter egg in Age of Ultron of this character. I didn't see it on my rewatch. Oh, really? I didn't see it on my rewatch, but I've seen screenshots of it. And so after Jarvis was uploaded into Vision, yes. Tony's like, he's rifling through all those chips, right? He's going through the chips. One of them <gasps> says Jocasta. The other one says Friday. <sighs> and then he ultimately picked Friday. Oh. I was like, oh, snap. And I, you know what? Actually, now that I'm saying it, I think I did see it when I saw it in theaters. That's I was like, Jocasta. That's a good, that's a good Easter egg right That's a there. pretty good Easter yeah. egg. So, quote unquote, she exists, but she's not been used in any capacity. Not so, anymore, because Tony Stark's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, say, you know, like, say they sold all his stuff or they gave his technology to the next worthy person. Which we still don't know where who, who bought but, the Avengers Tower. But, but with, yeah. with the beginnings and upcomings of someone named Ironheart, I know we could see all of these characters in yeah. some capacity come up in some way, in a bigger way. Right? Yeah. And so I, and like off the beat of this, I I kept confusing her like mentally. Jocasta and Mainframe, who is who Miley Cyrus played. Oh, uh, yes. So I was wondering if you might have been thinking that was Jocasta as well, but that's Mainframe. Yeah. So it's a different character, but again, robots. Robots, robots. You don't know. We're doing the robot. Dr. Oh, yeah. Ro- Mr. Robot. You guys can't see it, but I'm robot. literally doing the robot. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's Jocasta. So that's we haven't seen her yet. Crazy. So I wonder if you know. There's so many questions. There's always a what if, right? Like, what if we see Jocasta come up? What if Jocasta does? She's introduced into the Avengers in some way. Yeah. Or is she, does she come in as a villain and then she's reprogrammed? And, yeah. Or is that who shows up with Vision next time we see Vision? Like, who knows? We don't know. We don't know. The Vision creates himself a Jocasta because he knows he can't. <laughs> be with but then what about the vision family because he has a vision family in the comic books and that's where viv comes from we will Viv vision <laughs> <laughs> and they have a dog there's just there's so many things so many things god well i will say in other versions in other media the one of ultron that truly stands out that i feel is worth talking about is the one from what if once again, voiced by, by Ross Morquand. And so uh, that Ultron appeared in What If Ultron 1, the eighth episode of season one. And more or less, Ultron assimilates to the body created for Vision, bisects Thanos, and the whole shebang. He becomes crazy, yeah, evil, that, that robot whole, pants. That whole arc was just like That was insane. so wild. And it carried over. Yeah. Carried over episodes, which... Again, it doesn't really happen in What If, you know, so, like at least the comics. <laughs> like he's Vision or he's Ultron. Yeah. And he has Infinity he Stones. Has, yeah. Yeah. And he can travel between verses. Multiverses, yeah. God, I was just like, dude. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how this is gonna end. Like, what's, <laughs> like, what's, like, what's the Watcher gonna do? They here? might have just been like, yeah, and he's made of adamantium on top of it. Like, they might as well have done it. Gosh. Like, he's unstoppable. Gosh. He's unstoppable. Um, and they, what happened? I can't recall what happened. Well, the Watcher, he got, I mean, there was that fight between multiverses yeah. with the Watcher. Right. I think that was like one episode. Yeah. And then I think the start of the next episode, he basically forms the, the multiverse Avengers. Right. The guardians of the multiverse. Guardians of the multiverse. Right. And they. See, I don't remember what the, happened after that. I think, man, what was it? I think they, they fought on the, 
in the multiverse where mm. it was like Nat and yes, Nat and Hawkeye, Clint were the last yeah. were the last two people. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they're fighting for like like one of the stones got loose, they're fighting for it. Mm. Da da da. And I think they're able to like use it to destroy Ultron, I think. Mm. Or maybe not destroy. I have to rewatch now I might have gotta to rewatch it. it. Yeah. But I just remember he, like I think they succeeded because then they all met again in yeah. the in the watchers the bar or whatever. Oh yeah. That's um, right, the tavern. And, yeah, the tavern. Huh. And then and then yeah and then i mean you've seen you've seen a couple of the episodes right one season just the one just yeah the one? just the one from season two so i wonder um and he's not in that at all oh he wasn't no no wow it's just uh it's just the watcher peggy bucky a little bit of wanda no, yeah. that wanda? i don't know the zombies the uh, or, oh that's marvel zombies sorry yeah it's a different show I can't remember if it was a stinger or a commercial. Like, I'm not, I can't remember if it was part yeah, of the episode. But, but, but anyway, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. I, he was I, insane. That was, it was scary. <laughs> he was psychotic. <laughs> I remember when I first watched it or saw, like, the, I don't know if it was one of the snippets online or something. Yeah. And, like, that part of the, the, helmet thing came up and it was vision i was like <gasps> i like literally gasped out loud i was like <gasps> oh and also it's he, just, he, just, he sliced thanos he thanos bisected and, him yeah. yeah like right down the middle i Boom. was like Bye. oh this is where this is going okay can you imagine if vision had just done that in the movie i i, I was imagining the whole that whole like what it like what if this was just like 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 yeah. a live action movie like it'd be Dude, so it like dark been so and insane yeah super insane. scary yeah yeah, Ultron's a scary character. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, in all honestness, like honesty, even though he was only in one film, I almost feel like they could have done, they could have done a little more, a little more, just sure. a little, just a little more. Sure. But I guess that's what stuff like What If is for, right? Like it's, yeah, it's meant exactly. to build and expand on that. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. Like I, I, I wonder what the next, next quote unquote Ultron is going to be, which of course is is kind of more or less our next question. Um. So we did get a couple of questions slash comments from Instagram as well from from both of our lovely listeners, um, Ariel Tima and Andrew Frank. Do you think Ultron will come back into the MCU? And do you think there's any chance that Ultron is still out there on a floppy disk? On a floppy disk? <laughs> or a 3.2 terabyte? Oh my God, just a hard drive. <laughs> drive, yeah. I, I mean... I feel like there's... I feel like he, he's always going to exist. The program's always going to exist. Right? Yeah, like it's never yeah. not, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um... I don't know if he'll ever come back. Yeah. Like as a physical being. Mm-hmm. I mean, his name will always be there and like be like, okay, this is old. But I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, if it does, it, it would have to be even more advanced the next time he comes around. Right. Because I feel like with Age of Ultron, it was already advanced. Like he can travel the net in like 0.5 seconds. Exactly. Whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so like now it'd be like, okay, so how do you defeat somebody now? Like you're, mm-hmm. you already show that like vision like beating like mm-hmm. um ultron so mm-hmm. i don't know how he would come back mm-hmm. uh maybe it is the the jocasta way that'd be crazy you know yeah but i think ultron like as a program and mm-hmm. then as it would be i don't think i don't think he'll, i don't think he'll be back just because there's so much unless Unless Kang is like, screw it, I'm gonna go to this Can verse. Can you imagine? And then just bang. go to a universe <laughs> goes, where it goes to a universe where Ultron one yeah. recruits him. Like, let's do this. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm scared about. 
<laughs> like, what if they do something yeah. like that? Maybe the MCU took <laughs> took initiative from what if, and I was yeah. like, yes, yeah. let's make yeah. this thing dark. Can you imagine? Let's just kill people. Dude. Let's just kill Avengers. I know. They go real dark. Yeah. <laughs> kill Paul. They're gonna kill Paul. Right? Imagine. <laughs> oh my god. Peter Parker. Doc Sliced. Doc? Boom. Do- oh in my half. god. I would be like. I don't know. I don't know. The world isn't ready for that thought. Oh my god. But but yeah, no, I agree. I think I think it's possible that he's still out there. And of course, like you know, like both again, comic book and film, the name of the game with this character's evolution. And yeah. so like how do you get you can't you know that all data is you can't erase all data. Yeah. It all exists in some weird yeah. way. And so it just keeps as Ultron as an AI for him to keep creating himself over and over again to the point where he is of something, some mm-hmm. semblance of, of materializing. And then he just keeps advancing and evolving until he can be an Ultron again. Yeah. I think is kind of like where that character would be or end up. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like squid game, right? Spoiler alert. Like if you don't watch the last few episodes, like if you don't see a character die on screen, like, like full on on screen. True. They are not dead yet. True. So wait, what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like I take that rule of thumb with with Ultron in the film, right? Like, sure, you see the blast, and sure, Vision was supposed to take him out, but did he? But did yeah. he? I don't know. Maybe he's still in Sokovia somewhere. Yeah, and just it's, it's, it's and Ultron's a program too, you know? Yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's a data. Like it's, Arnim Zola was able to jump computers. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel uh, yeah. like Ultron. And like, are we going to say Artem Zola is more like advanced than Ultron? <laughs> he was like, literally on tape. Like, okay. <laughs> he was on magnetic tape. He, yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. So. And he survived centuries. Like, well, not centuries, decades. Yeah. So, yeah. You just never know. You just never know. We don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Well, maybe. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um. Yeah. So, I guess that kind of covers that. Uh. There was... There was no almost was. I mean, what? No. <laughs> there's no, there's nobody. I'm sure that they, it, you know, very much like Vin Diesel, like we mentioned in our lap, last episode. I'm sure that they had an idea of what they wanted him to sound like. Yeah. They thought of an esteemed actor that was very good at drama, but also could be dark and humorous. James Spader really fit that bill. Yeah. Watch the, watch the behind the scenes of, yeah. of James Spader um, acting out. Yeah. Ultron on set. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing it's stuff. Pretty. It's, I think it's very underrated too. Yeah. Um, and then suggested reading. I mean, all of the above, you know, so all the old Avengers runs, I think they're very funny and they're also very like of the times, but it, it does kind of give you a peek at what could have been mm-hmm. and in, in a classic Avengers style, um, as well as the age of Ultron run. And so what I didn't quite mention is that beyond the 10 issues in 2013 it also sprawled into a full event so it Mm. went into different comics it went into the other titles and so in total i don't know maybe 24 40 issues total Mm -hmm. but you know you see how this kind of takes over and into other and spills over into other books and so yeah if you want the best bang for your buck when it comes to ultron age of ultron is definitely it and then as well as the solo titles that came out immediately on the heels of 2013 um, Age of Ultron. So it was all in preparation for the film. Mm, all of it. Yeah. And then they even did a prelude, which they seem to be doing a lot lately with these movies, is that prelude to Age of Avengers, Age of Ultron. And so it's not quite 616 or alternate universe. It is part of the MCU. Oh. And it's the stories that they don't quite fit into the film. Got it. And so there's one of those as well. So you might as well read that too. 
And that, dear friend, is the end of the show. Wow. Yes. Our main man, Ultron. Ultron. He's like super like, if you think, I mean, yeah, like yeah. we said at the top of the episode, like the movie like is not, it's probably the least heralded about of, of the four of the Avengers four. movies. Yeah, yeah. And you know. But he's set and a I precedent, get it, man. But you, you watch the movie again. Yeah. It's, it's uh, under, I think it's underrated. Because yeah. I still have a lot of fun watching the movie. Yeah, I really you know? enjoyed it. It's I really enjoyed it. Super fun. The concept of Ultron, um, how they handled it, how they weave, like, obviously, because the comic origin is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just made sense. And, and it, it made tons of sense. That's yeah. that's kind of what I liked about it, you know, yeah. is that they, it wasn't just, oh, I have an idea. And like, no, they actually did think it through, and it did make sense the way that it came about. Yeah. Yeah, so I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Go rewatch it. It's fun. It's fun. It might change your mind. Yeah, honestly, it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 like Thor Dark World. Uh, kinda... say, we watch we rewatched Thor Dark World and we're like this is actually not, not bad. bad. It's just Age of Ultron is even better. I think it's just like Yeah. At the time you don't understand things and then you you watch it and you're like okay, well. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have the they perspective. They they went they went that route for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got you got to just take it. And also Pietro. <laughs> I know. Pietro, like, ah, oh, come on. Girl, I mean, that movie oh. gave us Wanda. Exactly. <laughs> it gave me Wanda. <laughs> when she first appeared, I was like, oh, Jeffrey's oh, wifey. God. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. So many introductions, so many iconic introductions. Yeah. And also like explorations of characters. Yeah. Yes. And that's very hard to do in a big ensemble movie. Yeah, you I know, agree. like the whole Clint backstory. And yeah. an 100% CGI, non-realistic or practical protagonist antagonist yes like and the first actual introduction at the with with the stinger to josh brolin's thanos that's right yeah that's his first appearance is in that mid-credits insane crazy 2015 that's insane yeah yeah because the other one is the other guy seven years ago yeah so weird seven years ago and now we're in the kang dynasty and now we're in the kang dynasty y'all so Thanks for listening. Next episode, Jeff, we haven't picked it yet, but we have two more character studies before our next mini Marvel. So, so we're, we're kind of nailing it down. It'll probably yeah. be the, the expected uh, suspects being in the she, she Hulk or uh, black Panther world. So stay tuned for more announcements yes. on those. Uh, we are Groot salute as Jeff puts his hand up to Melanie, Andrew, Claire, Ed, Nats, Ariel, Robin, the Rackner, Jenny, Katie, Joe, Liz, Ashley, Laura, Tyler, and Andrea. Follow us on social at S-T-R-K-C-N-T-R-S-T. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe. It's working. Thank you very much. I just have to say. Oh, that's right. Yes. I just sent <laughs> yes. me a, a picture on from Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcast. Yeah, we've got a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much to everybody Who who's rated. It. Yes. Leave your name in the comments Oh my now. gosh, we appreciate it so much. <laughs> thank you so much. Um, yeah, and that's it. You guys are the best. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And we will catch y'all in the next one. Bye. Bye. You think I'm one of Stark's puppets as hollow men? I'm, look at me. Do I look like Iron Man? Stark is not. I don't understand. Don't compare me with Stark.